Thin Line Believers is a Christ-based outreach for the men and women who walk the thin line between good and evil, order and chaos. Our motto is, our service for his glory. To the police officers, veterans, firefighters, corrections, paramedics, dispatchers, and whoever else may join us, we are so glad you're here. Thin Line Believers here with you again. This week we got Michael back. I guess I guess his head's feeling better, so that's good. Welcome back, Mike. Thanks for being here. That's cool. This week we're gonna we're gonna talk about a little bit of divine design. But before we get that going, Josiah, I'll let you lead us off, brother. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your faithfulness, your provision, your grace, and your mercy, and Lord, just the ability to be tools in your hands. Father, if it's just one person listening tonight who needs to know a little bit more about you, why you created them, who they are in you, Father, maybe something we say tonight stirs stirs them on to greatness. Father, it's not about us. It's about you. So we ask God that you would help us to step out of the way and that spirit, you would guide us, lead us, direct us in your word tonight, that we would be your mouthpiece your hands, your feet this evening. We give you glory, honor, and praise. May you be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Maybe you're wondering, hey, why do you guys do that every week? Well, it's because otherwise it's just going to be three guys talking. And realistically, we want this to be, we want to be used as God's conduit to bring you whatever whatever word he's, he's speaking through us. And if we don't, if we don't pray, we're not reporting for duty, right? We're not putting our heart in line with his. So that's why we pray before we get going. In case you're wondering, you're probably not. So I'm just talking. Okay, so like I said, we're going to talk about a little bit of divine design. And the reason for that, I think, now now more than ever, we need to know that we have a purpose. I don't know about you guys, but th- there have been shifts where uh, within a 10-hour period, I hear three to four suicidal calls not all of them successful some of them needing intervention someone needing help but some of them are uh you know they're they're long past any intervention but um i think people need to know that there's there's a reason they're here they're designed with a purpose and they're designed in god's image and for that I don't, I don't know really why, but I was just kind of thinking about something Paul said here in 1 Corinthians, and we already talked about it, so I'm just going to read through it, and then we'll just kind of chat about it. So this is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning at verse 12. It says, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of, the, of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact the body is not one member but many. If the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, would where would be the hearing if the whole were hearing where would be the smelling and paul kind of goes on 
on that topic. But essentially, my, my point is, we don't all share the same purpose. And I catch myself getting caught up in thinking that somebody should act differently or be differently, you know, be different. But realistically, that's that's a very, you know, human point of view. And I think it helps if I step back and realize that God made each and every one of us differently. And it gives me purpose knowing that God designed me for a purpose. And as long as I'm in his word, in prayer, I'm I'm lining up my will with his will. And so I can know that that I am fulfilling the purpose that he has for me. I guess we're done. Thanks for coming to Thin Line Believers. <laughs> no, it's just a deep a deep topic. Well, the point I wanted to get across is that we all have a purpose. We're all uniquely designed by God. So if you're a shy person, be shy. You know, let that let that be who you are and God'll use you in that way. If you love to surf, maybe that's your ministry. You know, if you if you are in law enforcement, and you feel that that you have that purpose to protect, right? Then that's God's purpose for you. And he's going to use you within that purpose until that's no longer your purpose. And then he's going to use you in a different way. You know, it's like um, I do have a friend who's a chaplain who was, um, his wife divorced him. I'm not going to say who he is, but his wife divorced him. And up until that point, for one thing, he never saw it coming, but for another thing, the guys that he was ministering to that had been divorced, they couldn't relate to him. And so that created that, that created a connection that was never there before. So even though he didn't want to be in that place, God allowed him to be used in such a way, and he designed him to be able to reach these guys that had gone through something similar, right? I mean... It, I think being designed a certain way is is really important and realizing that uh, the weaknesses, the uh, the difficulties and the trials that come along with the way that you were designed, that's all part of what really makes this kind of this whole design thing really beautiful. Absolutely. And don't you think it's neat that when when Jesus called like Peter, James, John, right, Matthew, the, the disciples, he, he called them out in their, in their jobs. Right. I mean, these guys were uh, fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, James and John were fishing with their dad. Right. And here comes, Jesus comes along and he's like, follow me. And it says there that they dropped their nets and they followed Jesus. I, you know, that they were fishermen. I mean, and they were rough. They were tough. I mean, that's who they were. Right. The sons of Zebedee, the, the, the children, you know, the sons of thunder. Right. Um, God, God uses who we are for his glory. And I think you bring up one point that, that as you were speaking, just comes to mind being available. I I think that just kept coming to my mind as you were speaking, be available, right? Who you are, where you're at, be available for God to use. You know, along that being available, I know Josiah can testify to this, having been growing up in the ministry, especially at Calvary Chapel. There's that 
you know, the coinage or the saying, God wants your availability over your ability, you know, and I think a lot of times we set ourselves up for, there's a saying in the business, we'll set yourself up for success, right? And so you, you, you get, you know, necessary training, you know, why is my camera so blurry? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you get yourself as, you know, your whatever traits or you get an education like Josiah, get a piece of paper made out of toilet paper. Um, you know, but I think, you know, just so you, you could testify, God is looking for men and women that are available, you know, and that could serve, you know, and how many times there are churches out there that are just looking for able body, mm. you know, and I think what last Wednesday, uh, Pastor Jack Kipps asked for 200 men, you know, for their women's uh, one-day conference or two-day conference, right? He asked for 20 men. Was it 20 men 20 or was men. it 200? Was 20. it 20? Yeah. He probably got 200. That's what I, <laughs> when he said that, I'm like, oh, you're getting a lot more than 20. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the call came out. You yeah. know, but now let's scale that down to our local churches. Like, Adam, you're in a rural area. So is Josiah and I. We're a little bit, maybe a little bit bigger, you know, but there's such a huge need for, you know, availability over ability and, you know, divine design, you know, you, we were just reading, I think with the kids, I was telling them that, you know, we're fearfully and wonderfully mm. made, you know, um, you know, what I'm going to pull out this one called, you know, look at those cute kids in there. It's an iPhone, you know. I think I have an iPhone 2, iPhone 3 somewhere laying around just for keepsake. But when we realize how just a simple thing like this was specifically designed, you know, and then there's a design that God has for us. And I think there's different designs as – Make sense in my head. Let me see if I can make sense with words. Let me use you, Josiah, as an example. Um, you mentioned when you went to Bible college. You went to Bible college at a younger age. Mm -hmm. You know, you telling yourself, you know, like those, you know, if you could tell a younger Josiah, what would you do differently or whatnot? But I think there's a, a purpose and a design in our lives in the phases, in the seasons of life that we're going through, you know? And because a lot of us, we don't take advantage of the full aspect of what this is designed to do. We're only tapping into maybe some of it, you know? And in reading that text, it talks about one body, right? Talking about body parts. And, you know, I remember Pastor Chuck, in some of his teachings, he would say he was trying to be an evangelist, you know, like, you know, Billy Graham would have been hashtag Billy Graham, you know, he would have been world famous, blah, blah, blah. 
And I wonder how many preachers try to be like Billy Graham versus like Pastor Chuck when he would say, I'm a pastor teacher. I'm supposed to be teaching the Bible exegetically, expositionally. And I think a lot of times we, because of our career, because of family, because of education, and on and on and on, we forget to kind of hone in on the gifts that we're called to do. You know, like police and fire, right? You have those guys that are like, they have a natural tendency, natural or passion to, let's say it's firearms. You know, Josiah, I know you're a Krav Maga instructor. Adam, you did SWAT, you know, and all that stuff. There's, there's a passion for that. You hone in on that. And then there's other guys that just don't have a passion for it. You know, I think God has given us all a calling where we have a passion for that. And in today's day and age, that gets all marred. It gets all mixed up in, you know, in the field of different things. And so, you know, like if you take the spiritual gifts tests, that's a good one for anybody that's listening to this to see where your strengths are and your weaknesses are. You know, like, you know, when you're struggling to go through, you know, finding out your giftings, that's something that you could do, um, you know, by design because, we all have a purpose to fulfill something in the kingdom of God. You know, that's a, that we have to kind of figure that out on our own. And don't you think that's important also in our line of work? I mean, when we, when we uh, think about like law enforcement, um, I, I have never been, you know, drawn to SWAT, right? That was... Mm-hmm. As much as people are like, oh, come on, Hart, you could go out and you could test out for it and do it. It's never been my draw. I'm like, nah, it's not for me. And yet I was like a school resource officer. Oh, sign me up. That That's awesome. Now, some people think like, what? You spend all day in, in school talking to kids? Like, I could never do that. You know, I don't want to deal with juvies. I don't want to deal with with all their issues. And so even that right now, I could feel less of an officer because I haven't risen to the level of, oh, the the cherished SWAT team or, um, you know, whatever position that hurts, whatever, whatever position that that means. But but I need and, and our agencies need men who are and women who are eager for these positions, right? They've been gifted with the talent and the the heart to do that. And so even even when we practically think of these things, you know, we all each have things that drive us that create who we are and and we don't need to think less of ourselves just because we're not, you know, in a position uh, or a title, right? I mean, I had a passion to go back to school and, and pursue that um, for for later goals and for you know ministry opportunities that God that God might open up through that. And school's not for everyone, right? And you don't need to be schooled to sit at the feet of, of Jesus, open your word and be taught and be able to turn around and teach that to others. Um Again, you you say being available, right? We need to be available where God has put us in the positions that God has put us, 
to be able to be his hands, his feet, his, his mouth um, it, to those people around us and not feel like we're second class because in this passage that we saw, we're a foot or we're an eye or we're an ear. Talk to anyone without those things, right? And they, they will have to go through uh, training and rehab to figure those things out, to live without that aspect. Um, we need it. I think one big thing there Paul was even bringing out when he talks to the Corinthians is, you know, hey, we're not Jews, we're not Greeks, we're not slave, we're not free. Those things that you identified as, that that was you, right? You were that. Now in Christ, you are one and you're a Christian. We're a family. And, you know, families... We need we need families, right? We we need the encouragement. We need the diversity to in order to um, accomplish what's before us. Yeah, and I know uh, Paul here is talking about predominantly the kind of your purpose within the body of Christ, and and I think you know I'm kind of thinking a little more broadly than that. Maybe maybe Paul was talking about the same thing. I don't know, but I'm I'm also kind of thinking okay. What is my what is my what's my drive in life? I guess what how do I figure out what exactly God has designed me to do in this life? And it matters, you know, it matters because if you're if you're doing something that you're not designed to be doing, it's it's me kicking the goads. And uh, so I I've got my own theory on on how to know what you've been designed to do but i i'd like to open that up to you guys what how do you think you figure out what exactly have i been designed to do how, how can you find that what is the perfect will of god hmm didn't we just uh there you go go, hear, go on hear a, hear go a on. study on that <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have three things right right romans chapter 12 mm-hmm. well those of you that are listening to this, uh, maybe uh, Adam could put a link to it. There is a good, uh, awesome pastor out in Newport mm. News, Virginia, named Tony Clark, TC, former he Marine. He puts gold at your feet. Yeah, he's the man, originally from Southern California. Um, but I've, I've heard him share this message at pastor's conferences, and it was a great reminder. Um, those of you that are listening to this and you're struggling, you're going through some trials, I understand because I just recently went through one myself. Did you say that in past in past tense? <laughs> I think he, I think past in tense. faith. <laughs> past tense, bro. Yeah. Remember, remember, Jesus told the disciples in Mark four, hey, when we side. get to the other side. Mark Amen. five, verse one, when they got to the other side, you know. So we will know, get there. It's the it's those things that I have to hold on to. Amen. Or I'm gonna. Or I'm going to drown. But, you know, our friend Tony Clark, um, he shared a phenomenal message on Romans chapter 12, um, verses 1 and 2. But that the verse, and the, and the verse, let me just read it to you. Since we're there, and I was near. I beseech says, you, be- therefore, brethren. Go ahead. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. it. Let's go. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, 
by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Oh, look at that. Mm. And, in, and in the King James. I was ready. <laughs> but, you know, those of us that are, you know, those of you that's going to listen to this later on, just to give you a quick synopsis, because I don't want to uh, give the message that Tony gave. I think he gave a phenomenal message. Amen. Um, I had messaged Tony that he needs to put that, you know, desire, peace, and the door at the front, not towards the end. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, he talks about three things. If you have a desire, you know, and like, for example, those, any of you that has a desire to serve as a bishop, as in the King James and the translation would be a pastor, or it would be an under rower, you know, that you desire a good thing. And that if you have a peace, you know, and Colossians talks about that, you have a peace in your heart. And then, you know, obviously he uses Rome, uh, Revelation regarding the open door. But he, the one thing that he said, and I think I've been in the ministry for, for well over 25 years, and I really didn't put it in the sense of like how Tony did it. You got to have all three, mm -hmm. right? You got to have the desire, got to have the peace, and you got to have either the open door or the closed door. You know, and and as Adam was beautifully reciting that verse, you know, we're supposed to be not a dead sacrifice, a living sacrifice. And how many of us are so focused on, oh, I got to get 25 years or 30 years so I can get into the drop program and then I can retire. Then I can serve, you know, which, and for those of us that are working, that's, I'm not saying that's that's bad at all, but let me pull up a. I'm trying to while I'm talking, I'm going to try to pull up a, a quote. Um, Pastor Chuck used to quote this guy all the time. Uh, I'll find it. Twas one life to live, uh, something like that. But we only have one life, right? And those of you that are listening, whether you're a cop or a firefighter. At some point in time in your career, you will have seen death, you know, and that person is no longer be able to give a living sacrifice, so to speak, unto the Lord. And, you know, like the Bible says, today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow, not, you know, and Josiah and I, gosh, we've bantered about this so many times about how you know, people are dying, people need Jesus, you know, and what's our reasonable service? What's your reasonable service that those of you that are listening to this, it's right where you are. Amen. You, know, you might, you might have an officer, you might have a firefighter. Like Adam, you mentioned the guy that went through the divorce to pray for such a person like that, you know, to be able to minister to someone that maybe maybe have lost a child you know how many officers and firefighters and soldiers do we know where they have had stillborns where you know they've had a loss or a death in the family and your reasonable service is to pray for them right there and 
I have never in my lifetime have anybody say no to me when I ask them, can I pray for you? You know, and a lot of times it's like, what? I was like, can I pray? You know, like pray for you. You know, and they're like, uh, okay. And, and that's the, maybe the first step that some of us in uniform need to take because we're shy or we're timid or whatnot. But just to be able to just pray for that person right there and then, you know, because then they're going to be kind of like surprised and thrown off and they're going to be like, well, I didn't expect that, but that was totally cool. You know, and it says right here, we're presenting our bodies, right, as a living sacrifice. And gosh, in our careers, how, you know, how often we go to trainings, then go again to keep our certs up, right? Imagine how many times we would have to go to trainings for the Lord if we had to constantly renew our cert. That's going to be all the time, you know, to keep to keep our services sharpened, so to speak, you know, because we're presenting our bodies a, as a living sacrifice, not a dead sacrifice. Because who, who wants to be, you know, be next to a dead person, you know? <clears throat> I find it interesting um, that Paul later on in that verse, I mean, just listen to this verse because so often in our careers and in our line of work, you know, we put ourselves in positions uh, to almost have to, we have to fight our way into those positions, right? Like we have to know who you know and the people that you know, get us into where you are, right? I, I went through the LAPD Academy um, and it was very, you know, long process just to get to the point of being accepted into the Academy. And then you were put on a list and were ready to go. And if that academy opened up and you got picked, then you were able to go. Right. And it and it ultimately, like when I when we got into into my academy class and, and I was talking with all my buddies, you know, we found out that, you know, a lot of us knew someone within the agency that helped us get where we were. Right. And so it was like, you know. If if you knew who, if people you knew someone, you know they dropped your name and boom, you're you you got you made it up on that list, right? And it's all about sometimes who you know, uh, get, right? You 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 might have been whatever. Uh, if if you know somebody, you, you you get to climb the ladder a lot faster. And I, I think you know we might feel left out in the body of Christ, right? We might say, well, I'm less, I'm, I'm not as gifted as him or, well, he's a great speaker or he's an amazing worship leader. I, I could never do that, but maybe God's put on your heart to pick up a guitar and, and, and worship, right? Maybe God's. I'm pretty sure you just read my mind. He's a great speaker. He's a great worship leader. <laughs> I just wear you? the hat. Go this on. Guy. You're, you're an amazing facilitator. Um, that's yeah, absolutely. Look, look Zoom. at, look at who, look at who you've, you've, God has helped you lead this ministry where we're at 
to to I mean Mike and I would not be here if it wasn't for you. This was a and, joke. This isn't about me, Jose. No, You're I good. know it's not. I'm <laughs> I'm adding this in into it because again, Paul says if if the foot should say because I'm not a hand, I'm not of the body, right? Um if I if I'm not the eye, then then I'm of no worth. But in second in that first Corinthians chapter 12 verse 18, we we fail to forget who's put us here. Mm-hmm. Who who is the ultimate designer of who we are and of of this body that's unified in us? Verse 18 says, but now God has placed the parts, each one of them, in the body just as what? He wanted. Yeah, my verse says, but now God has placed the parts, each one of them, in the body just as he wanted. Who am I? Right? I, I think of like, you know, the the clay on the potter's will. Who am I as the clay to tell the potter what I should be? And I think so often we have in this in in our minds, like, oh, if I can only be like, then I would be able to be worthy enough to do the ministry. Or if I only was, you know, as articulable or, you know, uh, athletic or whatever it might be, I would get that position. Well, why are we selling ourselves short on that end? God has placed us exactly where we're at for such a time as this. I don't think Esther felt like she was capable and able to do what she did. And yet God used her in a mighty way, gave her favor in the king's eyes to save the the Jews in a time where they were being destroyed. And for such a time as this, I believe God has placed us where we are at. We have not been able to choose. I didn't get to choose when I was born, but God knew it, right? That in 1978, in October, I was going to be born. Hey, you're old, man. Jeez, I 1978. Know. But, but that is exactly when God said, this is where I want Josiah in the time of history. And so, so really I, I think that, yeah. right, it was, I feel it. So if God has placed me here because he wanted me here, then I need to seek him and ask him, okay, God, what part do you have me to play? It, where do you, where, where is it that you have me? And what are those things that you've given me that desire, that passion, that, that drive for, and Lord, I'm going to be sold out for you. No matter the cost, no matter what, I'm going to be sold out for you because I want to see your purpose fulfilled in my life. And and God tells us there, he put me there. Dude, that was a congregation clapping. Amen. (laughs) Uh, I've been trying to derail you that whole conversation, but you're just solid, man. I was was ready. Let's go. He's focused. Man. He's focused. You know, Amazing. when you read that, Josiah, I think in verse 18, it says, at least in the King James that I have it, as it had pleased him, right? Mm. And I was thinking about John, I believe chapter 8. Jesus said, I do always those things that please the Father, you know? And, you know, I... I got in a lot of Bible studies because I have the, I have the time now, but um, listening to uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs at Calvary Chino Hills, man, he got me, he got me fired up, you know, because um, 
you got the situation between Hamas and Israel going on. You know, we got this current administration that's, you know, yeah, everybody that's listening to knows that. And people are wondering what's going on, right? Let's talk about that for a minute, actually, because I don't think everybody's really actually keeping up with that. In fact, I talked to somebody yesterday and had to show them all the videos and stuff. So let's... That's an important thing to know right now, I think. Yeah. So th- th- those of you that are listening in, you're not watching this on Rumble. Um, over, probably estimated now, I would say just probably over what, two, 3,000 missiles have been I believe so. yeah, fired from three, the, yeah. the, the Gaza area into Israel. Now, unfortunately, here in the U.S., our mainstream media is kind of putting the 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 a spin on the narrative you know fact of the matter is gaza's shooting rockets into israel israel is sending their sirens into the areas where rockets are going off israeli obviously has their uh, iron dome defense system which is not 100% which is probably 80 to 90% there's going to be some rockets that's going to escape and there's going to be some casualties you know, if, for example, if Canada or Mexico decides to send rockets into any of our cities, uh, not only our police department, but I guarantee our military is going to be like, uh, not. Nah. So we'll defend ourselves. So Israel's defending themselves, um, you know, and those of us that are not aware of what's going on, we as believers need to keep Israel as God's ticking hand of what's going on. And so we need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We need to pray for wisdom for Benjamin Netanyahu, who's leading the country and all. And, you know, there's a, a funny video clip that I posted on my Instagram where a husband laid out a bunch of clothes of their kids and of himself and she came home and she thought the rapture happened and she was freaking out i repented this morning right (laughs) you know and 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 so having said all that with events going on in israel and all that stuff just a little plug before you go on yeah go ahead go ahead if anyone's interested to know more about this and because we definitely don't have the time to like go into all the details uh, this Wednesday night, May 19th at 7 p.m. Pacific oh, yeah. time, yeah. Um, Pastor Jack Hibbs at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, will be having what they call a happening now. And he will have with him Amir Tsarfati. Sorry. I just call him Amir because I can't say his last name. He's from Behold Israel. But Amir and Pastor Jack will be discussing the Middle East conflict why is Hamas attacking Israel and how this all plays into our Bible prophecy? So I su- strongly suggest um, following Jack Hibbs on Instagram or um, Facebook. Um, Do you guys go on CalvaryChapelChinoHills.com uh, and follow Happening Now. Um, it will be live Wednesday night, May 19th at 7 p.m. Yeah, for sure. Do you guys do the Telegram thing with Amir? So I, da- um, I downloaded the I Telegram app. Okay, yep. And he gives probably 
40 to 50 updates a day since what when did this start last sunday i think or monday i believe so something like that yeah so that's another yeah so wednesday night may 19th 7 p.m sorry mike there you, there go. you go happening now absolutely let's do it see there you there is. nice now as i was saying um those of us that are believers, we, we know when we take our last breath here on earth, we're going to go to heaven. But we still need to keep an eye on Israel, see what's going on. Because the United States, as, as I don't know, maybe, Josiah, you're more of the scholar than I am. But I don't think the United States is really mentioned prophetically um, in the Bible. But Israel is, right? All I know is the Bible says, if you bless Israel, you'll be blessed. Mm-hmm. And if you look at a lot of the countries that do bless Israel on an over scheme of things, they're blessed. United States is blessed in many ways because we are kind of like a one that blesses Israel and then in return we're blessed. And that's a promise of God. Mm-hmm. And so you look at other countries that are not blessing Israel, they're not blessed, you know, but having said that, in light of all this, you know, Pastor Jack was sharing this morning too, that we need to be encouraged and we need to start sharing, you know, the hope that we have, you know, and it, and especially in the line of work that everybody's in with behind the badge. How many officers have sacrificed their life for something stupid, right? Like it, it's a misdemeanor and then they end up losing their life. Firefighters, the same thing. Soldiers, the same thing. And, you know, it always makes me wonder, did they know the Lord? Mm. You know, did they know the Lord? Because we, all of us, we're not Billy Graham, we're not Greg Laurie, and we might not be having the evangelical tools to actually give the gospel verbally. Buy some tracks. You know, Josiah held up his, you know, LAPD Bible. Hey, buy some tracks that you could, you know, hand to, you know, your coworker. You know, you don't, you don't need to be a pastor. You don't need to be a theologian, but you're able to express your faith. Just say, Hey, you know, I know that you're going through a lot with your family, but here's a gospel track for you. Read it when you get a chance, you know, because how many times when you're working night shift, there's that downtime of one to three, four hours, like, mm. No calls there, you know, especially if you're in the rural areas, you know, you get, you're enjoying God's beauty. And that guy might all of a sudden in his duty bag reaches in. Oh yeah. There's a gospel track, you know, and, or like even our daily bread's a good thing to get, um, hand those out for devotions. But, you know, I think we have all have a design purpose right here are my favorite highlighting tools uh in my bible okay yellows to highlight the verse right and i think every state uses orange as a sign road construction caution right so here's my orange highlighter and then here's my blue pen you know all of these have a design purpose you know for what it's designed for and i believe god has designed us to serve him as the bible says as it pleased him as josiah read in uh, verse 18 you know he the way he desired it and 
I think when Jesus says, I do always those things that please the Father. Mm. So the question has to be asked, is what I'm doing going to please the Father? You know, will it please God if I pray for my coworker? Yeah. Right? Will it please God that I pray for my coworker? Yeah. Will it please God that I sleep with my coworker? No. And you're not married. Or you are married. No. It will not please God. Right? Will it please God if I, you know, shoot somebody? Well, it depends on the circumstance, right? Is it justified? But as believers in Christ, remember, I, I, I have to remind younger officers and firefighters, if you're a believer, you are first and foremost a child of God before you're a cop or a firefighter. Amen. You know, and... I mean, just so I'm sure you could you could tell a bunch of stories, but I remember when I graduated from LA City Fire Academy, and I was with you know that giant department. There were guys that put the uniform first and Christianity second, and then they wondered, well, why am I going through all these trials? Why is my wife leaving me? Because you have it reversed. You need to put Christ first, and then the uniform second. You know, and yeah, you should have no other gods before me. Amen. Yeah. Um, I like that because John Corson gave a sermon one time that, that was pretty awesome. He he talked about when we go through trials, what's the first thing you do? And he said, that's your God. What's the first thing you do? Get into the ice cream? That's your God. What's the first thing you do? Call your wife? That's your God. Well, what's wrong with the ice cream? <laughs> John Corson's always going to McDonald's. I know. That's half his stories. Half his stories come from mcdonald's right but uh, I think that's where he prepared his bible studies yeah hey nothing wrong with that so uh another thing when you when you talk about each of us has a purpose each of us also has a command go into all the world and preach preach the gospel right the mm. most meaningful conversations and interactions i've had have been with my coworkers, guys that i sit down around the the patrol room with and have conversations with, right? We both go through the same junk. We both finish up a suicide. We both finish up, or all of us finish up a suicide or a, or a fatal, fatal crash or a child abuse case, and we get back to the office. What's the first thing we usually want to do? Well, if you're not, if you're not in line with God, the first thing we want to do is make dark jokes because that's how we cope with it, right? And, and they, I'm not saying that that's wrong, not at all, but I am saying that that, that may be an opportunity. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just a chance to sit there and shut up and listen like Job's buddies should have done. Right? Um, but I think that our opportunities come with those that we're closest to. So when the Bible says go into all the world and share the gospel, you don't have to go across to the uh, other side of the world. You yeah. can walk out your front door. You can talk to your neighbor. You can talk Absolutely. to your patrol buddy. Yeah. The mission field's right in front of us, right? And I guess we go back to the, we come back to that same wonderful word, being available, right? I, I, I taught a message in Germany about, you know, I, I started it off, am I fat? And everyone laughed um, because at times I can be fat, right? Um, but I was like, look, it, I'm not talking about my weight. I'm talking about being faithful, available, and teachable. Oh, I thought and I, I meant pretty are, hot and tempting. There you go. Um, those <laughs> those three things, right? Am I faithful? 
am I faithful to the to to God and and His Word and faithful to to serve Him? Am I available? Available like you just said? Am I available after those tough calls in the break room around the the table? You know, on the hood of the car, you know, throwing the food down our throats before the next call. Am I available? Because maybe someone says something and I'm like, oh, man, I just read a verse this morning about that. Again, have right? am I faithful to be in the word, to be ready to be available? And am I teachable? Because I think we all could get ahead of ourselves, right? And we talk about this, you know, the body, like, oh, the, I, I'm the eye. I think I'm the best, right? Or I'm the ear and I'm, oh, I'm the best. Whatever position we're in, we need to be teachable. I think David Guzik said, something in his commentary on this verse, he says, in the design, we see the wisdom of the designer. Everybody has something, but nobody has everything. And, and so we, we all have something to bring to the table. We're not complete, right? I'm not like the best person in the room and, and I have all the answers. Um, And so I need to remain, be, you know, reminded that I'm not the best, right? I need to remain teachable. And and just ready for God to use me exactly where He's placed me, and and it could be as simple as you said, Adam, simple by just listening. Right? There there are there are people that just need to get things off their chest, and if I'm willing and ready to be that ear and just listen, maybe that's the very thing that that sparks another conversation down the line of like, man, I really appreciate it. You just listening to me, right. And not judging me or not, you know, dumping on me, you know, your holier than thou messages, just simply listening and God will give us insight and, and something to be able to pray about for someone and, and to, to steer the conversation the next time so that there is unity so that one would come to Christ. I mean, that is our goal. That we, we forget the calling that God placed in our lives. When when He said, Follow me, and we said yes, we became fishers of men, right? We became those that need to be pointing people to Christ in order to be saved from this wicked and wretched world and from the sin that they're so easily ensnared in. Christ is the answer. And if we're not available, then that might be that one person's one and only chance to hear the gospel and their last breath might be taken and we missed it. You know, and we missed the opportunity to kind of point them to Christ and man, that's heavy, right? I, I want to be available. I want to be ready uh, to, to steer someone to the right way that they would know what life is, that death would have no sting that they would be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven forever and hear well done. That's the mercy of God. Hey, so I found that uh, quote by uh, C.T. Studd that Pastor Chuck quotes. It's a couple of stanzas, not that long. But those of you that are listening to take a listen to this. It's entitled, Only One Life Till Soon Be Passed by C.T. Studd. Only what's done for Christ will last, only one life, yes, only one. Soon will its fleeting hours be done. Then, in that day, my Lord to meet and stand before his judgment seat. 
Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Mm. Only one life, the still small voice, gentle pleads for a better choice, bidding me selfish aims to leave and to God's holy will to cleave. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life, a brief years, each with burdens, hopes, and fears. Each with its clays I must fulfill, living for self or in his will. Only one life to soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. When this bright world would tempt me sore, when Satan would a victory score, when self would seek to have its way, then help me, Lord, with joy to stay. Only one life to soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Give me, Father, a purpose deep in joy or sorrow thy word to keep faithful and true whatever the strife pleasing thee in daily life only one life will soon be passed only what's done for christ will last well let my love with fervor burn and from the world now let me turn living for thee and thee alone bringing thee pleasure on thy throne only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life. Yes, only one. Now let me say, thy will be done. And when at last I'll hear the call, I know I'll say, t'was worth it all. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And there's an extra stanza. Amen. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And when I am dying, how happy I'll be if the lamp of my life be burned out for thee. Amen. We have one life. And I think, you know, as fathers, as sons, as siblings, man, however we need to, whether it's passing out tracks or say, hey, let me pray for you or you know, I like to have those Nick at night moments, you know, when Nicodemus came to Jesus at night, because he's probably one of those guys is like, I can't risk my reputation. You know, I got to talk to, but I want to talk to Jesus, you know? So Nick comes to Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night, right? Nick at night and has a conversation. And maybe those are the opportunities that you pray for, you know, not like, Hey, let me invite you to church. It's at 10 o'clock in the morning. You know, that might not be the best thing to do. More or less, it's like, hey, at the end of your shift, when you're off duty, so you don't get in trouble by your commanders. But, and just say, hey, you got 15 minutes just to chat. You mentioned that you're going through a divorce or you got cancer. Or you're going to go into financial issues. Hey, can I, can I pray with you? Can I offer you a solution? You know, we talked about Israel Hamas. Do you know what's going on? You know, not to give a Bible prophecy and go into Ezekiel 38 and all, but to say, hey, there could be a chance if the Lord comes back, are you, are you going to go? You know, and so, you know, we only have one life. Only what's done for, the, for Christ will last. Right? Can I was trying to post that in our notes, but I couldn't. I don't think I can add to that. I don't think I can add to that. I think that ultimately is what exactly why we came here. What's our purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And each and every one of us, regardless of where we're at, one is to know Christ, 
that's our purpose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, let, let's put it, let's put it plain and simple. I mean, if, if, if all I achieve in this life is to know him, I've done it. I mean, my grandfather, 95 years old, lived his life for himself on his deathbed, gave his life to Christ, breathed his last and saw Jesus. Man, that's merciful, right? Wasted life for 95 years. He wasted his life, lived for himself. And in the last moments of, of this earth on, like he gave his life to the Christ and that was the best thing he did, right? The, 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 I mean, if, if anything in life, that was it. He fulfilled his purpose. He accepted Christ. Um, well, that's the mercy that's, of that's Jesus it. Christ, man. He waited 95 Amen. years for him. I, I know. That's it's, awesome. It's unbelievable, huh. right? And, and I thank God every single day for that. Um, because I had countless of times, you know, growing up where I would tell him about Christ and he would just, I don't want nothing to do with that. And on his deathbed, gave it over. He fulfilled his purpose and his purpose was to know Christ. You guys ever wonder when you talk to your coworkers, that's not a believer and you're like, are you that last soul Mm. that needs to get saved before? Right. Right. We can go home. Let's do it. I'm yeah. Like, Come on, man. Not only that, but <laughs> not only that, but maybe you only bring one person to Christ your whole life. Maybe that's the yeah. next Billy Graham. Oh, how awesome would that I, be? Right? I failed the everybody best else. Ever, man. <laughs> bring us all home. Be like, you were it. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh man. You fulfilled it, right? Oh, whatever. Oh, we're all awesome. gonna be angry, like, seriously? <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Oh, uh, but I, right. I think, I mean, you started to talk about Ezekiel 38 and I think you guys know that I'm a friggin' eschatology buff. I mean, prophecy. I love it. I think maybe, maybe next week we may have to talk about that. If we're, geez, if we're still here. I, I mean, did you see that Erdogan the following week? Don't we? Did you see Erdogan reached out? Oh yeah. We got an interview. Did you see that Erdogan reached out to uh, Putin to talk about? Having some I sort did. of protective alliance for the Palestinians. Uh, I really? did. I got. I got really excited. Oh my gosh! Not not because of the 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 agreement, but because we're watching Bible come to life. Yeah. Russia. Oh my gosh. Rosh. We're watching. We're watching Dog. the Bible come to life. And you know what? These guys have no. Again, God is at work. Mm-hmm. Right, God is at work. God is orchestrating it all because of that very thing. When Jesus ascended after he rose from the grave, and he said, "You know, where I will, where I am, you will be with me." I mean, that started it, right? God's plan that we will be with Him, worshiping Him as one body before the very throne of God. Nations, tongues, it, it's not going to matter. Right, we're going to be worshiping God, and that is God's purpose. Uh, I think we get we get so focused on, you know, building, getting a house, and getting a car, and getting the best career, and 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 having a four hundred one, and and retirement. Really, I mean, people ask me, "Hard, are you going to retire?" And I'm like, "Never, not until I I see Jesus face to face, because that's that's real life. That's when life begins. This is just the in between. This is the little dash on my." 
my tombstone for eternity that's what matters right what what are you doing today that's going to matter for eternity are you living for yourself and indulging in sin for the pleasures of this world or are you putting Christ first and and living for him to make certain that you're not having a wasted life like my grandfather the last second except Christ but have a life of purpose and a life to gain as many people with you for eternity to worship God forever. That is why we were created, and that's why we're here. Let's go. <laughs> oh, fired up. <laughs> I know. I was going to let you keep going. <laughs> I thought you still had some breath. Oh, I sure do, but, you know, we got plenty of podcasts to go. Can't waste it all today. Hey, we don't know that. <laughs> we don't know that. So, I guess uh, maybe I'll make a little plug here. I'm wearing a flat brim. I never wear a flat brim, but that's what we ordered. So um, I guess we can kick it off here pretty soon. We we are working on an apparel store. Got some thin line believer stuff. And the main reason is because I can't find any quality clothing that goes along with what I believe. So, mm-hmm. you know, you were talking about, uh, Mike, you were talking about, um, you know, some conversations to be had. Hey, maybe we got a conversation starter for you. Okay, so got some there you go. got some ball caps here uh, with the Thin Line Believer logo on it. Got some. Uh, let's see, we we got a flex fit now online. We got we got a trucker hat. We got a couple t-shirts. Uh, I think my favorite is the one that on the front it says Jesus returneth forthwith, and on mm-hmm. the back it says Prepare ye. So it's awesome. Anyway, those are available, thinlinebelievers.com. Pretty easy. Hopefully that's easy to remember. And uh, we're going to give, the, I mean, I'd like to be able to give 100% to our chaplain buddies. We're, uh, we're going to commit to at least 90%. Just depends on, on what costs we accumulate along the way. But we're going we're gonna to give 90% of it away. So if that's something you want to support, get on there and check it out. Otherwise... Yeah. Let's come back next week, guys, and and hopefully, hopefully we're gone. But hopefully, you know, uh, we'll be back. Let's see what is today. So yeah, next week uh, we do. Yeah, have what is an, happening next week? We do have an interview planned and scheduled. You know, uh, he's a busy guy, so it, it all depends on his schedule. Uh, so subject to change, but hopefully it'll be out next week. With Eli Crane, he's a he's a. Former, I don't know if you can call him former. Once and once a seal, always a seal, right? So he's Navy SEAL, uh, and he's also the CEO of a company called Bottle Breacher, and he's a very outspoken uh, believer. I'm excited to get him on here and, and have a chat with him. So that's the plan for next week. If it doesn't work out, we're talking Bible yeah. prophecy, guys. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> Let's do it. We might just have to do that anyway. We'll just yeah, we'll, we'll follow up afterwards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oop. Maybe we could get a mirror on here. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe, but that'd be cool. But yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know if he'd answer my call. So, oh, I'm sure he would. Just saying, those people. <laughs> <laughs> we could try. Hey, yeah. get get your mom's phone. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we could try. <laughs> Get her Rolodex. I know she's right? got Rolodex. Seriously. Old school. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> right? 
Oh, good conversation Amen. tonight. Absolutely. You uh, one that I think we need to continue having, right? Because it's, it's so, it's so real. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what we need to realize that this is not a joke. This is life and death. Yeah. And just like when, when we train, right? We, we train because it's life and death. We've entered into the, the, the services that we're in because of that, because it's life and death. And this is exactly that. This is life and death. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If not, he has died for your sins. Yeah. And he, he wants you to live with him forever. And it's as simple as professing that and believing and living your life to please him. That's what it's about. Yeah. I've, I've had these conversations, man. We always train the most for the low probability, highest risk. But, you know, last I checked, 10 out of 10 people die. So, mm. got to have an escape. Can't plan, avoid right? that. Mm-hmm. Gotta have a, gotta have an escape plan, yeah. you know, because you you die two deaths, right? A physical and a spiritual, and uh, the other is you're born twice, born physically and spiritually, but only die Amen. one death. Nice. So that's what I choose. Choose life. Cool. Sounds like you volunteered to pray us out there, Mike. Thank there you. There we go. Jesus, we come before you, God, and Lord, we lift up all those that that wear the uniform that don't know you, Jesus. Lord, we pray that, Lord, you would give the men and women that do wear the badge, give them courage, give them strength to share the love of Jesus with them. And Lord, we pray that those that are believers that are listening to this and that are hearing this prayer, Lord, Whatever they're going through, whatever their stage in life they're at, Lord, will you minister to them and pour out your spirit upon them, Lord God. And Lord, as uh, C.T. Studd said, that we only have one life and only what's done for Christ will last. And so, Lord, we ask that Lord, you would spur it upon our hearts to live each day for you, God. And Lord, we pray that we could bring you honor and glory. Continue to bless uh, Thin Line Believers and those that are going to be listening to this in, on the podcast and on Rumble and other platforms, that, Lord, you would get the glory and that you would get the honor, Lord. So continue to go before us, be with our spouses and our children. Just ask that you would just bless. And, Lord, uh, lastly, we want to I want to lift up uh, your people, the nation of Israel right now, Amen. that are going through um, major tragedy. And, Lord, for those... Jews that don't believe in you, may they uh, come to a saving knowledge of your grace. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just be with uh, the folks and the likes of like Amir out there and those others that are out in Israel that are going through this. Lord, have your uh, hands of protection around them, Lord God. And so, Lord, we just surrender the rest of this week to you, Lord. We just ask for your blessings, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Right? Oh, <laughs> you're gonna have perfect, an extra perfect ending. Oh. <laughs>